Welcome to the Evolving Digital Self Podcast, where we explore the conscious use of technology. Listen in to hear thought leaders and other guests discuss the human relationship with technology and learning to thrive in the digital era. Hosted by the author of the international best-selling digital self-mastery series and being at work, Dr. Heidi Forbes Usta. Welcome back to the Evolving Digital Self Podcast. Today, I am so excited to introduce to you someone very special, near and dear to my heart. This is my son, Oscar Usta, and he is about to launch a new podcast. So I'm very excited to hear more about it. Welcome, Oscar. Hi, Mama. So tell us a little bit about this podcast that you're planning. Yeah, so it's called the Gen Z Resonance Talks. I think it was definitely a little bit inspired by your new career as a podcaster and definitely other big podcasters that I didn't even realize this, but have had such a huge influence on my life. I mean, we have Joe Rogan and uh, and a bunch of other smaller people. And, and what really interested me was the fact that you can get in touch with so many different people and also have a pretty consistent following. So instead of YouTube, people are actually listening to these people and, you know, spending a couple of hours just to hear what people have to say. And it's also really interesting because there's so much going on in my life right now that I want to share with other people. So the podcast will probably be called the Gen Z Resonance Talks. And I'm going to be attacking many different things, some technology, but technology as in what you're doing, but more about humanity itself and where we've been, who we are and what we can become. But huge aspects of that that I really want to attack are the new physics that I'm learning about that are coming out and that are kind of underground and less familiar to the population that people need to know about. Also, at the same time, I want to attack certain dogmas that have to be put to rest. So many prevailing scientists in modern day society who follow these long lines of fallacies that today just don't add up anymore. We look at what quantum physics has brought us and we look at what astronomy, astrophysics has brought us. And we're kind of getting away from the fact that everything is just energy, frequency, and vibration. And the consequence of that is so tremendous. And we, there's just so much knowledge that people need to hear about. And I hope that people will hear me out. And um, yeah. So you've touched on some really interesting, exciting topics. And a couple of them have actually sort of pervaded into our home that maybe you could share a little bit about. For example, what's up with water and what's up with screens? Can you share a little bit about some of those things and and sort of where your thinking was on on those? Yeah. So it's all coming back to energy, electricity, frequency, and vibration, and the human body. So to start off with that, I think I was first introduced to the fact that the human body runs on voltage, like we're electric circuits. And it's actually been proven now that if your body has a lower voltage, you're more likely to be depressed and you are probably unhealthy. So you should check yourself out. And the opposite is true too. If you have a higher voltage in your body, you're going to be more vibrant and full of life. And, you know, you hear full of life and, and that kind of, it's become cheesy thing but really what this does mean is that ultimately you become more you have more electricity in your system you become more coherent with the environment around you so i truly believe that we used to be way more literally connected to the earth 
and the Earth's electromagnetic field. And because of, there's a couple factors. Well, the Earth's magnetic field is actually getting weaker right now because the poles are getting ready to shift, which happens every so now and then, which has actually a tremendous factor also on global warming, etc. But for humans, what that means is that we're less connected to the Earth. You look at how other animals are connected to the Earth, you how like how birds have distinct flying patterns, how turtles know to follow these different things, and, and dolphins, you know, they can talk through frequencies. Whales, they communicate with frequencies. Elephants, they, uh, they feel the ground and they know when to move if something's coming. They feel earthquakes way before they actually happen, tsunamis, etc., so we, we actually have an animal kingdom that is very connected to the earth. But you look at humans, we're getting farther and farther away from trees. We're chopping down trees, which are a huge impact on ecosystems. So we look at different factors that we're bringing into our life. Technology, for example, we have a bunch of blue and green lit screens. And they have an unrealized danger to... Well, some people realize it, but mostly it's not within mainstream science right now, but, and it's not getting enough journalist attention. But we have blue light that messes with our mitochondria and completely screws over our sleep hormonal system. And this has huge effects. It's a snowballing effect. And screens are becoming more and more a part of our lives. More hours every day, you know, and we're trying to convert everything to technology to screens. So what this also does is it's lowering our potential to be vibrant. It's lowering our body's voltage. These are actually making us sick. It's inflaming our body. You can uh, turn around technology with some crystals and stuff like that to prevent these, these EMFs and turn them around into good energy. But right now, most of the energy that we're getting right now is a bunch of microwaves microwave frequencies. I'm I'm pretty sure, I am hope that everybody that's listening now has been told to stay away from actual microwaves when they're on, but now we're exposed to this everywhere. 4G was our first implementation of incredibly strong telecommunications signals for, open to the public. Now we have 5G coming out, which is even more, it's, I think it's 100 times stronger than 4G, but the actual wavelength is the same as a microwave. So we have these huge wavelengths running through our bodies and the worst part is that it's a, a centralized system meaning that we will need a lot of different telephone towers around us so we're going to be even more surrounded by these emfs so this kind of brought up a, a fear factor to this too so I, I started researching a lot more out of curiosity and now it's become a passion about human health and the biophysics of uh, human health. And that's going to be a huge part of my podcast. I'm going to want to interview a lot of people on that because it's such a huge, uh, you know, it's an epidemic right now. And water ties into that. So when my mom's talking about water, I'm trying to get them and me. I want to start uh, probably building my own water structuring system. But you can take medicine, you can eat healthy, but there are ways that you can just improve your body's immune system um, by just increasing your voltage. You can do that with mantras because mantras, what are mantras? They're, you're just trying to apply pressure to your voice to achieve different vibrations in your voice to get new frequencies and frequencies. Everything has an oscillation, right? So if you can have more things working in coherence, we have crystals 
that have been bombarded with frequencies and crystals, they have a specific trait that allows them to retain this frequency for a long time. And that's why when we have a lot of new agey people bringing up crystals, there's been some misinformation, but there's also a true untapped potential in these crystals that can really help us. And when people say that some crystals work for some things like sleep, you have quartz for sleep. That's because these frequencies in the quartz, they're being emanated. Electrons on the surface of these these crystals are free moving. That's a, that's a really important trait about these crystals, which does mean that you have to have, be in contact with them unless they're being semiconducted. So you have silver or, mm. or some type of metal conductor around the crystal. And you can have a lot of interesting, positive things about this. So when we talk about technology on your podcast, we want to be really aware of the physical implications that it has on our lives, as well as the mental. Your body and mind go hand in hand. If your body is not doing well, then your mind's not going to be doing well. If you have a lower voltage in your body, you're more likely to be depressed. So all these things are coming together. I think it's super exciting. And I'm so happy to see you so engaged with it, because I think it's a really critical topic. And I think... There's so many different ways that you can approach it and so many interesting people you can bring into the conversation. So I'm very excited for you and also for all of us out there to be able to listen to what you're going to have to offer. It's super exciting. So I'm kind of curious as to sort of your approach. You've, you've had some really interesting influencers in, in your life that have been both through friends and, and friends of friends and things like that. What do you think is sort of the driving thing for you? I mean, obviously your personal passion for this, but also how do you see this impacting the world as a, you know, as a greater expression of what you're doing? Do you see this being something that, you know, as we see in California, things are like this are adopted really quickly, but how can we make this really be a movement where people are engaging with it? Yeah, there has to be a global conversation and there is people around the world are finding out about this. Scientists around the world are approaching the, the the biophysical health of humans and I'll give you some examples of that we have in Japan Massimo Moto I think his name is who found out through feelings feelings have their own frequency and vibration you can actually structure water so water if you have a more happy emotion the emotion is emitted through energy and can restructure water and a weird part of this is that if you have if you're a happy emotion, the water will structure in a more beautiful, which is really just an aesthetically pleasing structure. And if you have hate and a depression and despair, then this structure will be different. This is crazy. The implications of this are massive. This is why water has become such a huge curiosity to me, because we are 99 point, some 99 uh, molecularly water and then I think 60% mass. And so when you see that your emotions have such a huge impact on the structure of water, you got to take a step back and realize that uh, that's, that's huge implications for us. And water today, I'm sorry, this is a complete tangent from what you were talking about, but that's I think this okay. is very important. And if you... Yeah, find, no, tell find, us about water today. You, it's important. Find these things interesting, then you should definitely tune into my podcast. Water today has been just perceived as a given, you know? City water is not what the water that, that when we were hunter-gatherers, it's not the same stuff. We had way more minerals. It was way more mineral-rich water. We had more gold in the, in the river systems that we've basically completely mined up. 
and gold has a huge implications on our biocircuitry. And today we are surrounded by chemicals in our water that help prevent bacteria. And I think this is a completely wrong approach. We shouldn't, there's been such a, a phobia of bacteria and all that stuff. And yes, it is bad. And you have vaccines to prevent that. But really, I think what you have to target is the human immune system. We do not realize how strong our immune system can actually be. And all we have to do, yes, there is a shortcut, is increase our body's voltage. If we increase our body's voltage, our immune systems go up. And then you also look at breathing. Too many people are taking shallow breaths. And this has been attributed to depression and all everything, all other things. But through people, if you want to look this up, through Wim Hof method, you can actually autonomously control your nervous system. And this is huge. You can prevent disease bacteria from actually having a negative impact on your body by just breathing. So there's so much in nature that we've denied to ourselves to our immune system. We live in cities where our water is chemically concentrated. We have chloride, fluoride, all these different things that are affecting our body in numerous ways. And we can talk about that too, but really we have to realize that everything that we need is being given to us. Everything that we need mentally is within us. And these are just shortcuts that people have lost. And the most interesting part of all of this together is that this knowledge is not modern knowledge. This knowledge has been passed down for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And mainstream science denies that. And I think it's so exciting that you're bringing this to the forefront. And kudos to you. I'm proud of you as a mother, but excited for you as an individual. And I think that it's it's a really important conversation. Everything from the water to the air that we breathe, how we're breathing, And what kind of environment and ecosystem are we setting up for ourselves? So thank you so much for bringing this conversation out and for giving it a voice. So I'm curious about for you, sort of what does this mean in terms of how you incorporate it? What does your day look like in terms of how you change your patterns to live more sort of with the positive feedback loops and and really creating good energy in your system. Yeah, to create good energy. Well, to start off, I'll wake up in the morning. I leave my phone outside of my room and I put it on airplane mode so I don't have any non-native EMFs, non-native EMFs. There's natural EMFs around the world. The sun emits radiation. The earth emits a radiation. But all this human radiation that we're emitting, that's non-native EMF. So I leave my phone outside. I put it on airplane mode. I try to turn off all Bluetooth devices in my room. Bluetooth is one of the terrible for you right now, especially when you have AirPods that already go through one membrane and now go straight into your brain, releasing Bluetooth. I'll drink uh, very clean water that we got because we got a new water system that filters out heavy metals and fluoride. And it uses microfibers, so it gets all the, the nasty drugs that are released into our water systems out too. I'm not talking about some government conspiracy. I'm talking about pharmaceutical drugs that are just flushed out into the water systems. You can search that up if you want to. It's a crazy, it's a disgusting thing. But so I'll drink clean water, a glass of it, and I will go by my day until lunch without eating because in this fasted state, I find that I can think a little bit more clear and I'll actually be more awake. What else? So, and also before I go to bed and when I wake up, I try to get as much sunlight as possible and throughout the day. And if you wake up and go straight to your phone, the frequency uh, that's emitted into your, from your phone, the light is about the same 
frequency that the sun emits during midday. So you're wiring your system to think that it's actually midday when you just woke up. Same thing goes for when you are when you're going to sleep. That's why you want to keep your phone away, plus the fact that it puts strain on your eyes and, and your whole system, really. What else do I do? I have I have an EMF patch on my phone. I don't know what equipment's in it. I think it is crystal. There, I know there's some crystals that have been able to eliminate some EMF, but today EMF in our laptops and our iPads are just too strong. There's no material that can uh, really prevent it besides the same material they use for preventing nuclear radiation, which is incredibly expensive. And if you were to invest in that, you should uh, really have like you get, I think, a one foot by one foot sheet of this material that you should put on your smart home or whatever it's called. And that's that's the worst uh, home non-native EMF radiation. Yeah, as I said, just getting as much natural sunlight as possible. Sunlight has been we live most of our lives inside now and um, not being exposed to this light completely screws over our, our hormonal system. Yeah. And your natural biorhythms. I mean, I think. Yeah, your biorhythms. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's impressive to watch the way that you have really tried to walk your talk as much as possible. And I think that that's really to be commended. A lot of people talk about this stuff, but not many people are actually putting it into practice and really testing the things out. And there's one thing we've talked about in, in earlier conversations, which I think is really important to consider, is a lot of the misinformation and trying to, you know, being curious and really reaching out and, and reading as much as you can or watching videos or whatever it is. But doing it with a critical lens and understanding that they're, you know, to look for the research. And I think what has been your journey in terms of sort of getting past or, or understanding sort of what is misinformation and how to get to the truth on things? Well, I mean, applying it to real life is the first key. I think the first thing you'll notice when you filter your water through a proper system is that it tastes better and it feels better. It's more, it's more viscous, it's more smooth, and then if you structure your water, it's even more smooth and even more viscous, because you're actually changing the, the state of water into the fourth state of water, so the molecular structure is more like a, a gel, or the molecular structure is a honeycomb structure, which in turn, from our perspective, zoomed out, is a gel, it's in between a liquid and a solid, and um, that has the ability to penetrate your cell membranes more easily. So it's actually thought that our bodies might be of composition of the fourth state of water. Um, so it's really just applying to these things to real life. I mean, you notice pretty quickly if you download a, a blue light filter on your computer, how easier it is to watch your screen and how it might help you fall asleep. And you buy uh, blue light protecting glasses, which are cool, but they don't protect your skin. Blue light actually does also uh, penetrate your skin, but you are taking away some eye strain, which is good. Ultimately, if technology could move away from blue light and go into more red light, red light, far infrared has actually proven to be beneficial. The only problem is that it's not that fun to look at. Hmm. So yeah, with all this information, the most important thing is applying it into your own life and, and finding out what you think. And that's why I kind of go against the school system too, because they teach you so many different things. And if you're not applying it to your own understanding and what you're manifesting in your life, then, you know, it could be false too. Yeah, well, absolutely. There is some truth to that. And I think it's important to have 
so to speak, the critical thinking hat on whenever you're taking in new information to try to understand the context. And the context is what you get when you actually apply it. And like with the drinking the water and actually feeling the difference and tasting the difference there, you're getting the context of what the filter is actually doing. It's not just talking about better water. So I think that's really important. And it's been, you know, it's been interesting to watch your journey with also in the beginning, there was a lot of stories and things that you were following that were, you know, sort of, uh, what do you call them? Conspiracy theory based. And, and they're fascinating to read. So all of them have some grain of truth, otherwise they wouldn't be fascinating and interesting. They would right. just be, you know, sort of this craziness, but how do you get to a place where you really, I'm saying personally, how, you know, how do you find that you can filter things to really get to the truth so you don't respond viscerally to some of these conspiracy theory things that can be very tempting to, uh, to follow through and, and be scared by because there's lots of that. Yeah. It's hard to say because, you know, you, you never know what the real truth is. What I'm just, what I just talked about could be completely false. I'm just following what I find to be my truth. And my truth I find through my intuition. And I think the biggest tool a human can have is working on your own intuition. If you can intuitively see through it, then if you can feel it, that is the most powerful thing you can do. Sadly, most of our intuitions have been so dumbed down by orthodox structures in society and we don't rely enough on feeling, and people are being dumbed down by different things. And not enough people think, I think, is the real problem. We're bombarded by so much information with technology that you just you need time to you know sit on the porch and, and feel the environment around you, feel the, feel the wind, meditate. Meditation's huge. It's kind of like love. You can't love anybody else until you figure out love for yourself. And just like that, you can't Figure out the world around you until you've figured out. I mean, you're never going to figure out fully yourself, but until you figured out at least that through meditation and other ways of expanding your your perception of consciousness. It's a kind of controversial image or perspective, but I think that people shouldn't really have a say in a society until they've figured out themselves. Mm. Interesting. I mean, I think that's, you know, it's an interesting point, but how do you know... How do you know? I mean, what's that sort of juxtaposition? Is where, where where's yeah. that that turning point, and who's to determine what is that point? Yeah. So it's it's always challenging, but it's a it's a good point to bring up, and I think all of us could work a little on our or a lot on our personal transformation and self awareness, and and it's constantly changing. So it's it's not like it's a you know a one time journey. It's something that you do across your lifetime. So yeah. I'm excited to see you beginning yours and uh, I will continue to work on my own, but, um, but it's been fun learning from you. Before we close up, do you have anything in particular that you would like to share with the We're digital solvers out there? We are this time, but there will be more, there will be other opportunities to share, but I'm curious is sort of, are there any sort of closing thoughts besides, of course, we want to send everybody to the podcast when it goes live and don't worry for those of you out there listening, we'll make sure to update the links as soon as his podcast does go live. Cause I'm sure all going to want to go listen to it. But is there anything sort of that stands out for you that's important, that's sort of a first step to help people increase their consciousness about the 
sort of the changes and the the things that we need to be doing to to make the world a better place basically um there are a couple of things some of them are illegal in our country some of them aren't there are shortcuts to expanding your consciousness you don't have to be a monk for 40 years and abstain from things you can undergo deep states of consciousness through meditation through breath work through putting your body in, through hard situations i mentioned wim hof earlier and in the past month he's had a huge impact on my life as you said this i don't know if we talked about this but this morning we finally got my mom to do this too we did a breathing exercise my dad and I have been doing it for a week now, or a week or two, and the impact that a fully oxygenated body has on your mind is quite huge. And when you apply this to strenuous situations, like uh, being um, submerged in ice water for a extended amount of time, people have reported incredible deep dives into consciousness and um, chakra, awake, kundalini awakenings and chakras. And all that is very esoteric and new agey, but when you start to realize that everything is electricity, energy, frequency, vibration, and the fact that the human body is a bio circuit and that we have our own electromagnetic field that passes through us. If you look, you look at a torus shape, uh, you look at an apple, for example, if you could imagine a field around us that has the shape of an apple that goes up and out and then recircles back in. And it goes in a direct straight path through our the, the meridians of our body. And you could relate that to our chakra path, the flow of energy. And so really what our understanding of the world right now is coming to is science is starting to explain some spirituality and this old wisdom that's resurfacing. I mean, you look at Taoism. There's so many practices in Taoism that now are becoming huge aspects of our society. We talk about acupuncture, which is now being taken to a whole nother level when you uh, apply plasma physics to the, the, the meridians, because the meridians are what you're targeting with the needles for acupuncture. It's the mind-body connection piece, and and we talk a lot about that on the show, and and just the the importance of not just working on one side of it because it's all right. interconnected, and and really that it's interconnected with the greater system itself. Because right. if I tie that into your podcast too, the effect that technology has on our lives, which is the huge part of your podcast. Mm -hmm is that we become more removed from our awareness of our own body. If we just take a moment to meditate and to body scan, we realize that maybe if you're more anxious, you have more energy in your head. And if you just focus on the flow of your energy, every energy always flows. You can bring more awareness to other parts of your body. So what technology is really doing is it's removing our awareness of our own bodies. And that is bad. So if you were conscious of the effects that it has on what you're thinking about all the time, if you're not thinking about body scans, if you're not thinking about living inside your body and you're thinking about the external life or then you're thinking about the internal life, then, you know, that's, that's not, that's a pathogenic. Yeah. Yep. No, it, I think it's so important. And, and thank you so much for bringing that up again, because I think it's, it's a critical part of the conversation. And it's also to bring it back to where we talk a lot about the the opportunities with technology as well as the challenges. And for those of you who have never done meditation before, there are a lot of great tools that you can use 
whether they're apps or you know videos that you can watch to learn about how to meditate and how to work or do breath work. And thanks to technology, we have access to all of those. So as to Oscar's point earlier, maybe you don't want the Bluetooth going through your ears when you're doing that. So maybe use a wired connection to your phone so it doesn't have to be close to you, but you can still listen to the meditations. There's so many different ways that you can experience both the benefits of technology and also get yourself away from it a little bit. So, right. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that in. And thank you for joining me today. It's super fun to have you on the show and we'll definitely have you back. Thank you, Mama. It's been such a treat to share you with my audience today. And uh, I want to thank you digital solvers for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and share and so you don't miss any of the great upcoming episodes. We've got all kinds of really fun guests lined up for the rest of the year and we look forward to sharing them with you. So with that, we'll say goodbye and, and don't thank forget you. to uh, check out my podcast when it comes out, Gen Z Resonance Talks. I'll make sure my mom uh, does some shout outs on her Instagram and hopefully on the upcoming episodes. If you're interested in two ancient wisdom and digesting different dogmas and re having a, a fresh perspective on what our history reinterpreting yeah. history and all the science that we talked about i will hopefully go in depth and cite more studies that you can actually check out just to show that this is not this is not all woo woo this is actual stuff <laughs> these are these yeah. are coming from actual studies and and you talk about misinformation this is just information that i have interpreted and brought into my own life and seen the if, impact it's had on my own life. So it's all really interesting stuff. And I hope you guys find it interesting. Awesome. Thank you, Oscar. Such a treat. Uh, so we'll sign off for now and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the evolving digital self. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app now so that you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, please give us a rating and a review and join the digital self-mastery movement to create more conscious use of technology by sharing it and telling your friends. Want to see where you fit on the digital self-spectrum and how it might be impacting your business and relationships? Get your free copy of Digital Self-Mastery today by clicking on the link in the show notes.